The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. I'll tell you what, it's not just ribs. And I firmly believe in the COVID, but I've had it, I've heard people refer to it as the COVID 15. Uh, just so you know, those of you who are watching Cooley Region Cooks as we Zoom, uh, I know that Zoom, I read this, it's official, I read it. Uh, Zoom adds about 22 pounds to a person. So when you see me and Jen, uh, you should understand that uh, the COVID-19 has nothing on us. Jen Barney, who is the owner, operator, floor sweeper, and bottle washer at Meringue Bakery, downtown La Crosse, is one of the premier bakers on the planet. And I'm so thrilled that uh, that you're in La Crosse, Wisconsin, not, you know, not in New Orleans or Madison or some other stupid place, right here in lovely, lively, I want to bring up my family here, Lacrosse. Thank you so much for uh, for sticking thank it out. Thank you. You know. Oh, what? thanks for thanks for having me. You know, that's funny that you said that because yesterday my husband and I were, you know, you get bored after a while talking to each other, so we were looking up conversation <laughs> starters online just to just to have a conversation that was interesting. And one of the questions was, um, "What's the best place you've ever been to?" And uh, yeah, you can say we travel, you know places we've traveled but I the first place that popped into my mind was lacrosse because it's so beautiful here we're so lucky and I think you take it for granted um how beautiful it is to be here well without question it's the most beautiful place I've ever lived Uh, but I have been lucky in my radio career to always land jobs in a community where people want to go on vacation so every Friday uh, when I lived in Michigan many many years ago uh, would go to visit my parents. I'm the only one headed south on the freeway because everybody else is headed north. Same deal before my mom died, going to Detroit to visit. Everybody's headed out of Chicago to my house while I'm headed through Chicago to get to mom's house. So I was thrilled to be able to look over there and see all the traffic going the opposite direction, knowing I live where you guys vacation. Who's got this right and who made a mistake? Right. <laughs> Works for me every time. So how the heck are you? You know, you're in the news lately as a uh, uh, as a, uh, a pandemic suffering small business. That's that's really yeah. tough, man. I, I you know, I I wish there was something I could do to wave a magic wand and get people to understand that uh, the small business in particular really, really need your support. Oh, it's a birthday we yeah, do. you can't settle. You need yeah. to, you need to pay attention. I know my husband and I made a pledge this Christmas to get all of our gifts local. I think it's just more important. Um, it's always been important, but I think this is the year to really focus on trying to give um, all businesses downtown a little extra boost. We need right, it. I agree. Well, and you know what? It's so so, I'm going to do that because we can. Wait a minute here. Let me. Computer is going off by itself here, uh, because because I can because it's my show. Darn it! 
I am going to uh, plug your uh, breakfast sandwiches. And uh, the one I had, was it last week? I don't remember what day. I think it was maybe last Friday, a week ago tomorrow. Last Friday, stopped in to pick up a cake that was breathtaking. I knew that. But it had a sandwich, too. Uh, was that a special, or is that on the menu all the time, that croissant sandwich? Had spinach and oh, egg. Yeah, Oh, did you have the egg souffle sandwich? Maybe that's what it was. It was there's some cheese, yeah. there's an egg, there's a bunch of spinach in a croissant that mm-hmm. was crispy. You know, yeah. I thought maybe well, you didn't panini it because it was still puffy, but it was crispy as though mm-hmm. it might have been panini under the broiler. What did you do to that croissant? Because wow, yeah. that was awesome. Oh, thank. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's definitely our best croissants fresh every day from scratch. Yeah, and then wow. we just build sandwiches with them. Yep. Um, so that one had um, an egg souffle. So we kind of approach the egg like it's a custard in a way, which we can do that because we're all bakers, you know. <laughs> and so it's really creamy, the, the filling. And it has um, a walnut and roasted red pepper, like pesto on it with the spinach. Um, it's a nice sandwich. No, no. it's Every day. <laughs> I can make you a nice sandwich. Mm-hmm. Jen, I'll, I can make go home to my kitchen and make you a nice sandwich. I couldn't come anywhere near the sandwich that I bought from you guys, which was way better than a nice sandwich. That was absolute. I mean, I would have bought half a dozen if I thought that in a day or two they'd still be as good as this one. They That was the best breakfast Thank sandwich you. I have ever eaten, ever. And I make breakfast sandwiches every Sunday because I'm at home and I can't. Never had one as good as that one. Oh, 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 that's generous of you. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. And it's the real deal. I wouldn't say that because lots of people will call me on the carpet. Hayes, you sent me to Meringue for that breakfast sandwich. It was horrible. What are you talking about? It, it was delicious. And the combination, I mean, I was trying to take it apart with my eyes and my tongue because I couldn't remember which one it was. In fact, when I mentioned it, I thought it was a sunrise sandwich. It was a souffle sandwich. It was so. So tell everybody what's on it besides eggs. Yeah. So there is this. It's a okay. So we make a roasted red pepper with walnut pesto, and it's a little bit spicy, but it's but in a good way. And it, that's what is laid down um, on the croissant. And then we the egg custard is just it's egg and a lot of heavy cream. It has thyme in it. Um, and then we bake them off into like thick patties almost. Um, and then it's got spinach and onions and bacon on it. It's a, it's a good one. It was delish. Well, and and uh, whenever you eat with young people, they're they're always curious what's in this. I'm afraid to tell you because there's probably an ingredient in there that you won't like. Just have a bite. Tell me if you like it or not, and then I'll tell you what's in it. Because well, you can see the spinach. And you can see, and honestly, I thought there was cheese in the sandwich. And you're telling me there there isn't. There's no cheese. It's it's how we cook the egg. It's so silky that uh, it makes you feel like you have cheese on it. Yeah. When he had more mm-hmm. than a one bite, I was going to just give you one bite, buddy. He had more than one bite, wanted the rest of it. And uh, then I told him there was onions in it. And he looked at me like a seven-year-old and said, well, I guess I like onions sometimes. <laughs> oh man yeah, it's, you know what this this is a it's not healthy let's just be honest like there's a lot of butter in this one but it yeah 
it was delish. It was absolutely delish. And now that I'm at it, you have a sunrise breakfast sandwich that's on the menu as well. Maybe I didn't get that one because it was sold out. I love the fact that you sell them till they're gone. And then, you know, that's it. Well, it was really important for us to have the fresh breads. Um, So we make what we estimate will go through through the day. And we usually do sell out by the end of the day. Um, So, yeah, we do fresh focaccia every morning and um, the croissants as well that we do sandwiches on. Awesome. What's the sunrise sandwich? So it's just our, it's our vegetarian sandwich. Um, so we take that, that pesto, the same one that we use on the other sandwich. Um, so it's a roasted red pepper walnut pesto and it's got mozzarella, um, spinach, avocado, um, cucumber, cucumbers. Um, and we toast it. We have a Mary chef, like a rapid Mary chef oven. And, um, yeah, so the, the the mozzarella kind of gets melty and, um, it's, it, that one's a fun one too. That one I can eat all the time, you know, like the egg sandwich. Um, it's really rich and it's not a sandwich that I can eat every day. I keep going back, um, to that, um, sunrise one. Cause it's something that you can have all the time. Well, and how many people, because I probably would say this sandwich is delicious and there's only one thing that would make it better. Bacon. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. That's oh, Cause I like all that when I, uh, sometimes I, I actually buy someone else's pizza. Papa Murphy's makes a really good vegetarian pizza because it's got a ton of vegetables on it. And there's only one thing mm-hmm. that makes that pizza better, chicken and bacon. I just I <laughs> right? add that to it, and I am yes. I am all over a delicious pizza. That's fun. Do you have people that come mm-hmm. in to Meringue and, and try to order off the menu, so to speak? I really like this one. Can you mix this one and that one? Make one sandwich, something like that. You know what? Maybe just because we're so new, I think people trust us because we have our set menu. I don't see a lot of cross no um, sandwiching right now, but maybe well, when we get more regulars, and that'll happen, right? I'm just gonna have to figure out how long will it take me because we don't have a scooter around here. I'd have to run. How long does it take me to run <laughs> from the radio building to your place? Because I would call ahead and say I'll be there in a couple minutes. It's ready to go. Here's some money or I'll come back at nine and pay for it. Give it to me because I got to be back in the studio in three minutes when the news is over. If I could do that, I would uh, I would start doing that on a more regular basis because breakfast is that good. I appreciate it very much. All right. Uh, let me t- want to ask you one other thing about the cake. You made me a double dark chocolate cake, and I know that you didn't change it up much for me because – well, you mentioned up front, it's a basic cake that you make, but your basic cake has nothing to do with anybody else's basic cake. I'm sorry. With none of the special oh. attention you gave me, your basic cake, and pick anybody else's basic cake, they're not even in the same ballpark. Uh, well, thank you. I, I know I shared that chocolate recipe in the past. So I'm happy to share it again today. Um we did. I know, Mike, you like really dark chocolate. That's what um, you would want on our menu. We don't really have this on the menu right now, but I just made it's It's an equal part ganache for the outside. So it's really good quality chocolate. We use Calibo dark chocolate. Who's, and, who, wait a minute. Um, who's, who's dark yeah, chocolate so, do you use? We use Calibo. Calibo. It's a Belgian company. Okay. Is that something Calibo. I can buy or is that only for you? Um, we have we sell it at the bakery. Oh, you do. You come in and buy it. It's out in the, the retail section. Yep. 
Oh. Um, it's not something that you can find in retail, though. Like, you couldn't go to Walmart and buy it. It's a little tie-in. It's really good quality. But for that frosting on your cake, it's just, like, it's 50% chocolate, 50% cream. And, um, <laughs> and it was like, that's it. It's just basically. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, and isn't, isn't ganache the same thing? Isn't ganache 50% dark or 50% whatever your chocolate and 50% heavy like, cream? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Any type of liquid can you can sum in there, but yeah, it's, yeah. The easiest recipe in the world. So sorry to disappoint God, you. But it's not that no, complicated. No, no. Well, I'm really glad to know, but the, the ganache that was in the cake was creamy and gooey and mushy, but the frosting was not hard, but you know, firm. That was, how do you make the frosting not be just run off? If I had opened that cake up, the ganache would have oozed out all over the place. Yeah, you know what? Who knows? I mean, maybe it just on the outside it's exposed to more air, so it gets a little oh. bit more firm or like dried out a little bit more. That's probably what it is. Okay, well, tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, if you like dark chocolate, then ask Jen or the staff. Would anybody else on the staff do that? If a total stranger, because I know someone is going to come in in the next week or so and say, I heard you talking to Hayes about a double dark chocolate OMG we'll cake. It. Well, yeah. All right, well, and with the dark chocolate ganache frosting and dark chocolate ganache between three layers, and I'm sorry, but you cannot say just a basic cake in three layers because it ain't. It's the best dark chocolate cake you will ever eat again the rest of your life. And uh, I well, I think you just made us uh, – for... I think it's going to be on the menu now. <laughs> well, you make our um... – your case. I'd say I was sorry, but I'm not. Uh, it is that good, but only for people who love dark chocolate because any num that's partly why I uh, uh, ordered a small one because I adore dark chocolate. I know lots of people who would have a bite and say, that's good. I'm done. I can't. It's too rich, too thick, too dark chocolatey. I need a little more sugar or whatever. You know, I like sweeter chocolate. I like the dark stuff. So if you love dark chocolate, anybody that's listening, you got to go talk to Jen about the ganache frosting and ganache layers. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so good. Yes. It was so good. Hey, we sell them with, uh, with these little four-inch cakes, which is a size that you had. But it's a great size for a cake like that because it is very rich. You really – I mean, it, it. you don't need a huge cake when it's that intense, you know? I, oh, you're telling me. Uh, well, and I'm not sure – a person could eat uh, much more cake than that. You'd really, as far as I'm concerned, there was a time, the very first bite I had of that cake, and I was thinking, you know, I'm, my piece of this cake is a quarter of the cake. Might need a little ice cream at the end just to help cut the thickness and the gooiness of all this chocolate. And, you know, a little scoop of some really good Ben & Jerry's or somebody's French vanilla ice cream really went well. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Uh, yeah. So what are you what are you doing these days to uh, to try and keep the doors open? I know it's a struggle with limited capacity and so forth, and people not having yeah. the same kind of parties and so forth. What are you doing to keep the doors open? I mean, we're trying to be resilient. Um, we offer delivery to downtown business or within the city limits of lacrosse. Um, it's an extra seven fifty, but we'll deliver anything. Um, we have curbside. 
we actually are just in the final stages of having a shippable shelf stable um, menu and we're using a local company who's printing off our labels. So we're actually, everything's designed. We just have to get the labels back. So that'll be coming up really fast here. And uh, um, that took a while to, to come into place. You know, when you put together a menu like that, like it ha- we had to send out um, desserts across the U.S., like the boxes to make sure that they shipped well oh, um, sure. to California and to Florida. Yep. And we did it in the heat, the summer heat, because that's when we started practicing and um so I feel pretty confident these will hold up because if you can ship to Florida in the middle of July so, and it, it survives, I think you will be okay. How do you get on that list of guinea pig? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you right? sent to family and friends in California and Florida. I have to move to Florida to be a shipping yeah. guinea pig for Meringue Bakery? <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what? Honestly, it was a lot of the people I had competed with on the Food Network. Oh, because, really? Um, they were people, yep, and I, I had um, like a critique sheet that got sent along with it with a, st- with a stamp envelope back so they could critique it. Because I trusted what they would say, um, and they're all spread out across the U.S., so they were the perfect um, guinea pigs. Guinea pigs, yeah. That's, I am envious. I am so envious. Here, Hayes, try this. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. I don't want to be your guinea pig. Said nobody ever. All right, what are you doing <laughs> since the last time you know, I was in? And I know you tried to change up the menu a little bit uh, as often as you can. What are you doing uh, for specials these days? Um, well, gosh, this is the best time of year to eat dessert. I just love all the fall flavors. So we have a pumpkin dulce cake uh, that's on the menu. If you go to our pastry case, we have individual desserts. Um, there's a pumpkin cheesecake in there now. We have a, a coffee and hazelnut mousse cake. We have a, a caramel apple mousse cake that has like a roasted apple jelly center with a caramel mousse around the outside of it. Um, that's a beautiful dessert. And for, we're going to have a Thanksgiving menu for the week of Thanksgiving with like cranberry tarts and nut tarts and, uh, um, apple tarts. And, uh, we're working on our Christmas menu right now, actually trying to get that finalized. I know for the holidays where we have, I'm, I'm actually really pumped about this one. So, we're taking six truffles um, that all have a local flavor component. So we're getting um, one's uh, a sour apple from Hoax. We're taking Hoax apple cider and cooking it into a caramel. Um, we've got whiskey from the distillery in a truffle. Um, we've got hazelnuts out of Vernon County. Um, B&E's maple syrup is in one of the flavors. Ooh. So we're just doing a taste of lacrosse truffle box. Wouldn't that be fun for the holidays? Absolutely. So we're doing. A, we're trying to say like hyper local. And give as much business as we can to our friends who are in the same boat as us. We're all sure. trying to sell as much as we can right now. So I thought that would be a good way. And a good, and it kind of celebrates lacrosse, and we're really pumped about that one. So if you go into the store now, you can actually taste what we're, we're practicing on the truffles. Those are in the case right now. Um, and we'll have them, like, well, we have to get the, the packaging figured out for the, the holiday season. But, yeah, you can try it right now if you come in. All right, so I could send a, a taste of wisconsin or taste of western wisconsin to uh my uh, sister in uh, michigan and and by the holidays or for the holidays you think you'll have it yeah you can yep and she won't even care it well she'll care because she owns a marketing company wow look at this pack she'll she'll be looking at the package before she even opens it up because she'll know if it came from me it's going to be something painfully delicious but as a marketing company she'll be looking at the label and how it's how it's sealed and all kinds of crazy stuff. I have 
I have a nephew who uh, who graduated with a degree in packaging. I didn't even know there was such a thing. And uh, uh, he works for a craft now figuring out ways to put food in a package that doesn't add weight or have to change the package. Right. One of his first jobs was figuring out a way to put these Pepperidge Farm cookies in a package. I need a dozen cookies in a package. The package must be only this big, and it may only weigh this much. And if you drop it from a height of Mm -hmm. whatever it was, three feet, six inches, none of the cookies can break. And the winner of that challenge gets, uh, I forget what the prize was a number of years ago, but he and his team what won the uh, contest, and whatever else they won, he got an internship that summer at Pepperidge Farm. So wow. you know, and all he—that's he, fantastic. Yeah, well, you know how crazy it is. Did did your high school science department get involved in dropping things off the roof of the gymnasium to try and not break? <laughs> now, my my nephew does that for a living. I thought, how how crazy is that? I know we got to get him into the bakery. You know, packaging is really interesting because you don't think you'd think it'd be an afterthought. But when we when we're working on these shipping menus, you start with the packaging, and then you let the food you create the food to fill the space. Sure, because it, it, everything has to be very tight. You know. Oh, absolutely. It's kind of like going on vacation. I want to take a suitcase that fits under my airplane seat. So here's the size of my suitcase. Now I got to jam yep. it with all my vacation clothes because I can't have anything more in my suitcase than whatever will fit in here, as crazy as that is. Yes. All right, we got to take a quick break. The guys in the newsroom want their chance to do some business and stop drooling all over everything. When we come back, I'll let you pick. What do you want to do next? Uh, you know, let's share some recipes with some holiday flavors going. Okay. All right. Uh, can we skip Beyond Pumpkin? Can we skip past Halloween? Yes, we can. Okay. Because although I love pumpkins, I'd rather carve one than eat one. Cooley Region Cooks with Jen Barney from Meringue Bakery downtown. I'll tell you what, when you're hungry, don't just think of her for chocolate cake. Because those breakfast sandwiches, you would politely push your mom out of the way for the last one. Politely, mom, look over there. And then she's gone and you get the last sandwich. That's how good they are. We'll be right back. I'm not sure that eggplant has found its way into any of the meringue bakery breakfast sandwiches, but, you know, maybe. Do you put secret ingredients in your sandwich that you don't tell people about? Because if they knew there was eggplant in this sandwich, they wouldn't eat it. Does that ever happen? <laughs> okay, never you know, mind. We were just at I... the bakery. We were just talking about this. Maybe maybe not eggplant, but I used to make a beet red velvet cake in where you would take beet, um, grind it up, and get it was one of the best cakes I've ever made in my entire life, but n- not once did it sell because I put beet in the title. Oh. Um, and I was talking to a, a woman who cooks in Winona, and she – maybe it's even the same recipe. She has a red velvet that she uses beets for, and she doesn't tell anybody because they won't buy it if she tells them what the color, where the coloring is coming from. Sure, sure. Secret ingredient. If I tell you, I'll have to kill you. Uh, you know, I'm just right? use that. I'm not. I can't give away the secrets. Why do you think I'm a world class baker? Because I tell everybody in the world what I do. No, 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 no. And I wouldn't mind. I mean, right? I might ask if 
but I would not be angry uh, that the answer was, you know, that's just one of the one of our uh, secrets, Mike. We can't uh, we can't tell you that. Okay, okay. Well, write it down so you don't die, uh, and and nobody knows the secret. That you know, at least somebody will know that uh, you know that uh, your your grandchildren will remember. Remember Granny's red velvet cake? Yeah, well, I found the recipe. She used beets. <laughs> Ew. Mm-hmm. That's all right. As long as it exists. Um, one time when I was out, right? Several years ago, I was traveling and I had a roasted cauliflower sandwich. So that the cauliflower was basically the meat in the sandwich. Uh-huh. And I still dream about it. It was so delicious. And I, I, I play around in my head. Maybe we should introduce something like that into the bakery. But I, but I get nervous because you put all that energy into something, but I don't know if it would sell. Like it, Definitely would need the right crowd, you know? Right. Well, and but what you need to do is is deliver it to those people who already trust that if it's on your menu, even if it's just a special for the day, it is going to be something breathtakingly good. Because I can't imagine that any of your regulars, any of the people that trust your you and your taste buds would be unhappy if it said bumblebee cake or you know ant leg cake whatever pick a thing these earthworm frosting they're going to try it because jen barney made no, it no worms no worms Too far, mike no, uh, no, no okay worms. no worms um, <laughs> you know speaking of really good food um last week my husband and i ordered carryout from the waterfront and we did the the chicken and mac and cheese dinner Ooh. i thought it was an incredible value and it was really good yeah, so I'm going to sh- do a shout-out to them because I was awesome. super impressed. That's awesome. I, we, I've done uh, the uh, drive-through. They did a dinner a while ago that was a combo between the waterfront and the distillery, and I don't remember who did what, but it was uh, the two of them got together for a big, fat dinner, and that was also really delicious. Mm-hmm. I was glad that, uh, well, and they had a big table. I could see, oh, clearly I'm not the only one who did this, because there were a ton of boxes and bags on this table waiting for pickup. And, you know, you, you when are you going to pick it up? Between 10 and 10.30. Okay. Uh, then they make sure that yours is there and ready to go and your name is on it. It was delicious. And I, you know, gosh, I sure hope that more people will be paying attention to the difficulty that restaurants and bakeries and any retail shops are struggling with. People are afraid to go in because of what might be in there. Mm-hmm. And so they do without. You're not going to the waterfront. You're not going to La Chateau or, or Buzzard Billy's because you're afraid. Well, then pick it up on the sidewalk, for gosh sakes. Still your favorite sandwich or your favorite dessert or your whatever. You just have to do your own dishes when you get it home. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm okay with that. I am totally okay with that. All right, so you wanted to talk a little about uh, some of the desserts that you're putting out there? You know, yeah, I'm going to shift gears. So we make a homemade chai tea at the bakery, and I'm really proud of it. It took mm. me a long time to come to it because I wanted the right flavor profile. Um, but I'm happy to share it with you today because it's it's the season to have, like, a nice drink that will warm you up, you know? Absolutely. Um, so at all these things you can get um, at the co-op. Um, so you get five cinnamon sticks, 50 cardamom pods, and if you don't know what that is, um, it, I think the co-op is probably the only place in town that you can get it. But 
I'm for real. Cardamom is like a secret ingredient this this season. It goes with anything fall or holiday related. Pay attention. Try cardamom cardamom out in your dessert. Um, two tablespoons of freshly crushed black pepper, um, a half teaspoon of cloves, uh, and uh, you'll need a half gallon of water, a hundred grams of ginger. I'm sorry, I don't have the actual like because we do everything by the grams. The bakery. Sure. I'm not sure the exact amount, but 100 grams. Ask and, Alexa. She'll um, know. 12 ounces. Oh, yeah, I know. I ask her all day long. She's, yeah. Alexa. She's the best at the bakery because it's hands-free. I love it. Anyway, back to my recipe. 12 ounces of brown sugar. Uh, you put a little bit of nutmeg in there as well. And if you want to do some orange or citrus rind. So you steep it um, all together. And you let it sit for a day, and then you just strain it. And what's really unique about it is it's it has a surprisingly high amount of black pepper, which you would think would be horrible in a drink, but it warms you you up, which is what we need right now in this cold really? weather. Um, and it's it's delicious. And and we take so after we steep it and we we strain it, we'll take the guts of what's left, like the all of the all the stuff the, that's the in the sticks and everything the that's in the chinois, sure. And we use, Yes. And we use that to steep heavy cream. Um, and then we'll make chai heavy cream. So Ooh. it's, I mean, it, it, it gives many gifts, um, yeah. this, um, this yeah. liquid and it's, it's fantastic. Then what do you do with the heavy cream? We've made tea and now with the leftovers of right? the tea, we mix it with cream. And what are you going to do with that? Um, put some powdered sugar with it and, um, it could be what you put on a pumpkin pie. Um, chai steeped heavy cream. Oh my gosh, oh, delicious! Man. Whipped yeah. cream with mm -hmm. chai, chai tea. Or, or you could cream. make caramel because yep, you can make caramel or toffee because heavy cream is the main ingredient for those types of recipes. And so you're just using uh, a, a chai infused heavy cream. So you could have a chai caramel, um, chai toffee. Isn't that uh, cool? Yes, chai. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. yeah, chai caramel. I like caramel better than toffee, but I maybe get two and share. You know. I'll have a sip of yours if you'll have a sip of mine, vice versa. I don't mind doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Except for that um, excellent filet sandwich. I'm not sharing any of that. So sorry. Get your own. I'll even buy it, but you can't have any of mine. That's too You know, good. that egg souffle sandwich, it was, I think there's a cookbook. It was inspired by a woman um, out of Boston. Her name is Joanne Chang, really popular pastry chef. But she has that. Re our, we tweaked it a little bit, but the core recipe is hers, and you can look it up online. I think if you, I think if you type in egg souffle by Joanne Chang, you can get the recipe for the for, very close to what we're making. That's it's a awesome. really good, really good thing. Yeah. Well, and, and so what's cool about that, if you're entertaining, is that you can make it ahead of time, a day or two, um, and then it's just a reheat, um, which makes it really easy um, if you have people over. Put the whole sandwich together, and then put it in the refrigerator, and just warm it up in the oven tomorrow is that is that what you're saying um that souffle part you could make several days oh, in advance okay the um, let part. it let it firm up in the fridge and then yep mm -hmm. really i yep. never would have thought of that oh absolutely never would have thought you of know that. for us at the bakery we um we don't have hood systems so we had to come up with uh, a way that we could have eggs without frying it because um the health, I think it's the fire department frowns. You can't, you can't just um, fill the room with doing smoke. That type of stuff without a hood system. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. So this is our workaround that, and it, and it works for us and it's delicious. I have mm -hmm. spoken on Cooley region cooks uh, to a number of guests over the years that have had, uh, that have had businesses in town. And sometimes 
they're afraid to share some of their recipes. And, and then I met Chris Roderick from Piggies, who said, oh, are you kidding? I am happy to share this recipe. It's not difficult. It's two pages long, and I'll do the dishes when we're done, and I don't have to read the recipe. So here's the recipe. Knock yourself out. And then when you say, this is delicious, but it takes me too long, and there's a ton of dishes, then come and see me at Piggy's, and I'll make it for you, and I'll do the dishes. Finally, a guy who recognized, mm-hmm. absolutely, you can make this. I know you're not going to go into business opposite, you know, across the street trying to outsell me because this ain't easy. It's just, it, you know, it's not rocket science, no secret to it. Uh, it's just something you aren't going to want to do very often because there's a lot to it. Mm-hmm. Same Sounds to me like you guys yeah. do a lot of that at Meringue Bakery. Oh, I'm I'm an open book. I I love recipe sharing. I think it's a, a beautiful thing to have for generations. You know, like I want my daughter to know how. I want my daughter to know everything that I know, and I want to give that um, to as many people as possible. I think it's beautiful to be in a household and baking with people. It, that brings people together. Absolutely. Well, cooking it all, any time spent in the kitchen, uh, and my dad used to say that if you're not having fun in the kitchen, you're just doing it wrong. That's all there is to it. You're just you're just right? doing it wrong. That's, mm-hmm. that's all. It's way too much fun to eat. Do I look like I haven't had any fun in the kitchen lately? That's, that's <laughs> the trouble is I haven't had any fun in the pool after I've had fun in the kitchen because uh, my schedule and COVID, damn COVID, I'm telling you. All right, I got to do a little bit of business or I'll get caught. Another opportunity for okay. me to say, what do you, are, you wanted to share some holiday recipes. You got a couple more you want to share? Yeah, yeah. Come back and I'll share. And then right. I, you know, I forgot to tell you um, about competition that I'll I'll share with you when we get back. Oh, competitions and holiday treats. We're we're zooming. Can you tell we're zooming? Cooley Region cooks right. with Jen Barney from Meringue Bakery, and we'll do more of it right after this. Hi, I'm Dan Kapanke. It seems to me Cooley Region cooks every Thursday from ten to eleven. I wish it was every Thursday from ten to eleven with Jen Barney because. On my diet, probably couldn't afford it. Now, you'd probably be busy after a while, but but uh, Jen Barney, who is, and I know you're thinking, where do I recognize that? Oh, there she is on Facebook. I recognize her. It was, wasn't she, didn't she win some baking thing a couple of times? Yes, more than once, as a matter of fact, which, uh, which I think is just so cool. It makes me squishy just thinking about it, that you didn't take fame and fortune and move to San Francisco or Chicago or some other stupid city where they wouldn't recognize your expertise the way we do. Thank you. Oh, I love lacrosse. No other place. I'm glad. Um, I wanted to share, I wanted to share with um, people who are listening that if you love to bake, there is a national online competition happening right now called the greatest baker. And uh, um, the prize is you get 10 grand. You get, um, you get to to fly out to Philadelphia to meet somebody like this pastry chef who has a large like factory making stuff and you get a feature in bake from scratch magazine, which is actually a really good magazine. Um, but I was lucky enough. Um, they asked me to host the competition. So, um, it's all done online and it's, it's all on my end. It's pretty basic. Like I just do a lot of pre-recorded, um, like pep talks to people and I can do some Q and a with the contestants, but it's really cool. And it's, it's anybody can apply to it. And 
it's based off of online votes. Um, so if you are very popular, or if you have a good network, um, you could really go far in the competition. And I think it's a really cool thing. So um, I'll post it on our social media and I have passed, you'll see it on our feed, but um, look it up because it's a really cool opportunity. All right, so you said social media, but that covers a huge bunch of platforms. If somebody that's listening wants to know more about this this uh, baking competition, they can go to Meringue Bakery on Facebook and get all the details there? Yeah, I'll post it right now um, oh. as soon as I get off here on the link on how to apply. Okay, cool, because I would not be surprised <laughs> if at the very least people will go look and then they'll call somebody that they know, hey, you should get into this because I'm not as good a baker as you are. And it's online. You're going to win. Mm -hmm. Then you have to take me to Philadelphia when we win. Right. That's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. We have we have six minutes. We can probably do two recipes if I don't interrupt. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm on the computer right now. We have. Um, okay. So the holidays are coming up, right? And you're going to want a really good shortbread recipe. Um, let's share that. So okay. we have. Um, at the bakery, we make this lemon shortbread. Uh, it's it's like one of the best things we make because it's just super basic. Um, but sometimes, you know, like the, the simpler the recipe, sometimes it's the hardest to conquer. Sure. And this one, we, it was adapted from a cookbook called La Brea. Um, so that's probably where, that's the origin of the recipe. But I think a lot of these bakeries that you that we follow, they all kind of have this shortbread. They just like tweak the recipe to make it their own a little bit. And we did that at our bakery. Um, so let's let's go through this. So it's a third a cup sugar. Uh, half a cup powdered sugar, three sticks plus three tablespoons of soft butter, unsalted, one teaspoon of salt, three cups of all-purpose flour, one teaspoon of vanilla, and then you're going to want some extra sugar for dusting. Um, so to flavor this, so that would just get you a basic shortbread cookie, um, which sometimes is what all you want. But what's really cool about this one is you can infuse flavor like nobody's business. So we do a lot of citrus zest at the bakery. But any, any high-quality extract is fantastic in here. Um, it could be a base for, like, chocolate shortbread. Like, it's really a chameleon recipe that you can make your own. Or, heck, you know, if you make chai tea at home, and if you listened to my recipe earlier, you could take those flavors and turn it into a chai tea shortbread. I mean, the, the, basically, the, it's endless possibilities. So for directions on this, it's, it's a basic, like, beating um, recipe. So you beat your butter, your sugar, you add your powdered sugar, vanilla. So you're going to pat this. This is going to make one half. Um, uh, I think this is either a quarter sheet pan. Oh, this is a basic nine by 13 size recipe. Okay. So you're taking a nine by 13 pan, pat the whole thing out, put it into the oven. Um, Cause this is going to make a really thick shortbread. And when it comes out of the oven, it should be like really kind of caramelized and golden on the top. Um, and you cut it while it's still warm. Uh, otherwise it gets like kind of crumbly if you try to cut it later. But um, definitely one of the best shortbread recipes. And with the holidays coming up, um, you're going to want a really good shortbread in your back pocket. So that's that's the one. Awesome. Well, you know, um, you know, I'm going to yeah. ask you to email me a couple of recipes that we can put on the Cooley Region Cooks website. Would yeah. you include that one amongst whatever you decide? If you send me three recipes mm, and one yeah. of them be the shortbread cook, and you know what? It's so funny that you would say take the chai tea ingredients, infuse it, because right away I was thinking. When you said this recipe is so basic, you could infuse all other kinds of things. And before I had a chance to say, could you put that pepper combo in it? Because a cookie that has pepper yes. in it would really be one of those weird kind of things. And then, you know, some kind of 
frosting, uh, you know, a citrus frosting on top with pepper pepper cookie. I don't know that it just sounds so interesting to me. I would do I would try that. Yeah, you know what? I think like anything like the pepper, the cardamom, like heavy on the cinnamon um with an orange frosting, I would I would eat that. Yeah. Um, so would I. Right? Um okay, another quick one and this is definitely an original one to me. Uh it's so it's a browned butter and strawberry rice crispy treat. Um Ooh. so who doesn't who doesn't love rice krispies, right? Um, but on this one, you take the melted butter and you brown the butter, um, which is a, a slow process where you cook the butter on low heat. You can Google how to do it. It's it's simple, but it's really important to this recipe. Um, well, you gotta, and all I you got to do is pay attention, though, right? I mean, browning butter is not yeah. difficult, but if you walk away, you've just baked yes. the butter, blackened you'll, you'll burn the butter. It. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. You just want it to be toasty golden color. Uh, the key to this recipe, so you take your basic recipe, your rice crispy recipe right but i add freeze-dried strawberries to it Ooh. and get those anywhere in town and the acidity from the because they're not sweet the, the those dehydrated strawberries but they balance out the sweetness of um you know like the whole rice krispies are just nothing but sugar really sure. <laughs> really um and i add toasted almonds in it as well um and it's one of the best rice krispie treats it's got all the things it's salty it's sweet it's nutty um, you get the acidity punch from the strawberries, and then the brown butter kind of warms it up. It's a really interesting take on Rice Krispies, and I encourage people to try it. So I actually sent you these recipes this morning, Mike. Oh, so you, oh, you did? Oh, them. I'll go look for them. I did. Awesome. Yep. Well, yep. and that's mm-hmm. – I'm so glad because someone is going to make this that Rice Krispie dessert and then tell people at a gathering, I'm, what did you – you brought dessert. What would you bring? Rice Krispie treats. What? Rice Krispie treats? I have a nine-year-old. He makes white. That's so boring. What is it? Rice Krispies and marshmallows and mix it together and put it in the refrigerator. Yeah, that's if you you keep thinking that that's what I brought is that Rice Krispie treat, the one that's on the back of the box, and then fool everybody into thinking, oh, I guess this is Jen Barney's Rice Krispie treat. This is delicious. Awesome. That's Mm -hmm. the way it'll go. Hey, can we do this again? Uh, uh, well, at this point, come uh, 2021, I don't have a 2021 calendar yet, but when I do, boy, oh boy, can I call you and get you back on some Thursday? Yeah. Oh, of course. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate your kind words, and um, I hope everybody will have a fantastic holiday season. I'll tell um, you what. Thank you for listening. Oh, absolutely. And I'm telling you, especially if you're local, any of you guys that are listening in Florida, too bad. You're going to miss out. But when anybody else that's in the neighborhood that gets hungry some morning, even if it's just on a weekend, go to Meringue Bakery and ask her, even if you can't remember, that egg sandwich you were talking with Hayes about, the sunrise or the souffle sandwich, it is to die for. That good. Thanks, Jen. It's 11 o'clock.